One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Two years ago, my next guest had hit rock bottom. A dangerous pattern of overeating had resulted in her becoming morbidly obese at 27 stone. She knew her lifestyle was out of control, but it was unable to take the first step until she finally opened up to her family and asked for help. She was just days away from her 30th birthday, but made a promise to herself that she would lose half of her body weight. Now, through sheer determination, she's completely overhauled her lifestyle, giving up smoking, joining a gym and transforming forming her diet. She decided to give awards and all account on her brilliant uh, Instagram page, Trisha's Transformation, that now has over 174,000 followers. As well as that, she's written a best-selling book, Trisha's Transformation, Beat the Bulge and Still Indulge. I'm delighted to have the inspiring Trisha Lewis. She's a chef, wellness speaker and author, and she's joining me for Monday Motivation. How are we doing, Trisha? Hello, how are we? Listen, I'm doing great. It is fantastic to speak to you because I have been following your journey on Instagram for quite a while. And not only do I absolutely love, you know, the inspiring kind of messages that you send out to people. I am just such a fan of your positivity and your happiness. I just absolutely love the page and following you. So it's it's a real joy to have you on the show today. Oh, my God, it's my absolute pleasure. And you know, when you say that, that it's like positive and fun. I never thought I'd be one of those people, but I actually love love being happy. Does that make sense? And I'm like, because some people are like, Jesus, is that real? And then my sisters are like, no, that's Trisha turned down a small bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when I look at the before and after, after pictures of yourself, I'm like, oh my God, it's hard to believe that this is the same person. How do you feel when you look back at yourself at, at your heaviest? Because it must be hard looking back at Trisha then. It is because I I never look back in disgust and I never look back in kind of like, ugh, because I think that's really... I think it's really disrespectful to the person that you were because that person is the person who got me to where I am today. So when I look back, I honestly, my heart breaks because I'm like, oh my God, if I could just tell you what you're capable of doing, what is going to happen in the future, you'd be like, are you mocking me? I feel like, so it just breaks my heart because I know the, I know how sad and how crap I felt 24-7 for, and it was definitely for a solid year that I just, didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel for myself because I just felt like weight was going to kill me or I was going to be this miserable for the rest of my life. And I knew even at that, I just felt like everything was shutting down. So when I look back, I look back with kind of, I look back with with kind of like, I've got you, but I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? I just feel so bad that I didn't see my value sooner. And, you know, that's so interesting that you say that because so often, like I would do it myself. I've been, you know, on a, a various weight loss journeys as well uh, throughout my own life. And like that, I'd look back and I'd think, oh, God. Uh, but, you know, that's really interesting that you say that. But, um, you know, you, you weren't, uh, it wasn't even just the physical differences to yourself. But as you mentioned there, mentally, you were so, so different. You really had hit rock bottom at that stage. What kind of things were going through your mind at that time? 
And like I suppose the background to me is I'm I've eight sisters and we have been reared in a house of crack. It was just so much fun, adventure, and just always laughing because you always had your friends with you. So laughter has always been a huge part of my life. And I suppose when when I talk about my weight and my mind going a little bit bit wrong in me was because I just la- I stopped laughing. I stopped seeing the giant things. I even stopped pretending to laugh. So around that time. I suppose I just felt useless, I felt worthless, I felt like the fattest person in every single room that I walked into. I felt that everybody was looking at me, and I just felt like I'd left everybody down. Um, I felt that I didn't know what I'd see next week. I felt that if I left the job that I was in, which I never wanted to, but these thoughts would go through your head. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, what's the point of leaving the job? So who's going to interview someone who's 27 stone? They're going to automatically think you're lazy, you're a couch potato, you're useless. When in fact, I was actually nearly the opposite because I put all my work and my focus on my job. So I was the head chef of Jacobs on the Mall for 13 years and did a brilliant job. But I suppose you're always thinking negative. You always think of how... How, what you're not, as opposed to saying what I actually am. I'm actually somebody who's just coping. But I, I was really awful because there was often times when I just said, look, would it be just easier? Would it do? And, I, and I hate even saying that now because I know it breaks my mother's heart. So God love her, she went up to knock. She got messes said for me and anything. They were trying their best. Um, yeah. But it was just, it was morbid. And that's where I love having my story because I love telling people that I'm like, oh my God, please trust me. Keep going. You're going to get there. Oh, and yeah, and, and it's a testament to kind of who you are today. You know, when you do think back to where you, the, the place that you were at and how you've transformed absolutely everything. But, you know, what did your diet look like then before you made changes? Because listen, I'm a very emotional eater, Trisha. If stuff is going wrong in my life, oh my God, pass me all of the chocolate, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. And I never thought I was that person. But they, my sisters, when I started, they were like, right, we're going to have to get you putting yourself first. And they were like, you're such a people pleaser. You take on everyone's problems. And I was like, sorry? And then my sister goes, Trisha, when I broke up with my boyfriend, you gained two stone. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my diet around that time was very irrational, very erratic. Um, working as a chef, you'd be doing long hours, working into half 11, 12 o'clock at night, and you might forget to eat, which I, I say people are like, what? You forgot to eat? I'm like, yeah, I did. Um, so I would go long gaps without my meals. So I'd get up in the morning, Probably wouldn't have anything. I'd never, I never did a weekly shop. So since even then, I've become a brand ambassador for Aldi. So a weekly shop to me is so important because it sets you up. So I would get up in the morning and just leave the home and I would go get a wrap, a pack of crisps and maybe a latte inside in the shop. And then I'd be so full from that. I might meet till five o'clock in that evening. And then I would totally forget and I'd have something, whatever was left over on the past that night, whether it was mash, whether it was battered fish and chips, something like that. So it was really no regard to my health, no organisation and just whatever was there. And then I suppose boredom and emotional eating really has set in. So obviously, the more lonely I got, the more I ate, the more sadder I got, the more I ate, the more bored I got. So I just felt like I was trapped in this awful kind of circle of associating food with happiness, sadness, work, days off, everything was associated to food. Oh yeah, and I, I can relate to an awful lot of that, particularly the boredom as well. I find if I'm around the house and if I'm on my own, and particularly now in lockdown and everything, it's like, oh, reach for the biscuits, and all of a sudden, like nearly the packet is gone, like it's ridiculous stuff yeah. altogether. And it's mindless eating. You yes. don't even know you're doing it. Not at all. You, like, you don't even enjoy, I, enjoy I it. I ate nothing. I had nothing today, and I could have, I could have six lattes. I tried nothing at all. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what was it like for you then in social settings, say out with friends? Did you shy away from going out when you were at your heaviest? Yes. Um, and I, so much so that they, my friends were like, OK, we're actually going to call you out now. You're a flake. I was like, no, I'm not. They were like, you've, you've booked seven coffees with us and haven't turned up. So for a while, I was still going out and still having fun. And then I suppose when my mind got very dark and let's say if someone said something to me in a pub or I would have a lot of anxiety then I might go into a bar and there mightn't be a chair, so I'd be standing and I'm in everybody's way. Or there might be one of those finicky little stools and what if that broke. So I was just always, and I'd come home and with cramps at the back of my legs for kind of sitting and trying to make myself as small as possible. So socialising in the last year was completely gone for me. And I would be a very social person. Like I could go out and have a couple of drinks or I could have a couple of sparkling waters and I'm still having the same crack. But... I, I just couldn't. I was very, very down. And I often there were times when things would be said to me in a bar or someone would say, why Lord come in or put some indicators on her or something awful. And instead of me going into my friends and going, call them or Neve or Hope Jacks, I'd be like, this is what I have to happen. In. And having a good cry about it, I would just do an Irish goodbye and they'd be like, God, Trish did her weird going away thing again. Yeah. But I was at home absolutely bawling crying. That's awful. Like you, 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 as you mentioned there, and I know you've spoken about this quite, quite a bit, you have been on the, the receiving end of some fairly horrific comments. I mean, is it a case that you think that, you know, if you are um, a certain size, that people have just a free reign to say whatever they like to you? I think I often, when I think back, up to 20 stone, I think people would have just said it maybe very drunkenly. But then I felt once I hit the 26, 27 stone, it was free reign. Mm. And it wasn't just nice out anymore. It was like, walking down the street and I remember the night I did the Late Late Show and I was explaining this that people would stare at my stomach and one of my brilliant friends Dermot Hanley his girlfriend was like God was that something that used to happen he was like Marie I'd be walking down the street and I would be raging because I could feel people stop, stare look at her point at her and he was like she's still my Trish leave her alone you know so you are at the receiving end my heart breaks when people message me that saying this happened to me today but what I'm trying to say is that's grand leave them fire the blocks just pick them up and start building your kingdom from it. Just, they're going to happen. You can't stop people from saying nasty things to you because that's who they are. But it doesn't mean that's who you are and it does not mean you deserve it. So just don't leave that stop you in your journey. Because someone w- would have said something to me when I was 24 stone, but I was after losing three stones. So that could knock someone off their journey. So I just would be very, just say, don't say anything. Don't say something you wouldn't say to your own mother. Be nice. <laughs> and, you know, I love that. I've actually caught a little lump in my throat when you said that about when people throw blocks at you, pick them up and build your kingdom with it. I absolutely love that. I've never heard that yeah. expression that that's fantastic. But when was your light bulb moment? What uh, was it that made you decide to completely overhaul your life? Um, I The main thing was I went, I attended a scan with my sister, Annie. It was her first baby. And it was Danny's heartbeat. And I know it sounds so dramatic, but it's typical Trisha. I was like, what? Oh no, but I, my heart shattered into so many pieces because I knew that this kid, whatever it was, boy or a girl, would never know the trish that the rest of the nieces and nephews knew. Like, I love my nieces and nephews. We have so much fun. I am that aunt that if they curse, it is hilarious. And I'm like, oh God. And I like hand them back and they're all hyper. And, but I just knew that this kid would never know me. So I remember that night in the hospital, once we'd finished the scan, my sister came towards me and just said, look, I need to talk to you. I'm we're all worried off her head. She's like, I can't enjoy this pregnancy when I when my new baby's going to come into the world and I think my sister's going to go on me. She was like, what can we do to make you realize? So 
bawling crying that night with Margaret at the HSC shout out to Margaret I'd say it was like oh god what is happening I was like and you don't know this diet plan for me so then about two weeks later I completely blocked my sister and that's something that I love for people to know is when they get through to somebody and they're like yes we have them and then just silence radio silence death by the blue tick gone gone double blue tick on WhatsApp I've seen your message and I'm choosing to make it uncomfortable for you that I'm going to ignore you people don't mean that you're, you're just terrified. So then on the 5th of February, she texted me and she said, look, it's the first Monday of February. Is there any way you'd make it your month? And I said, no. I said, I was so sorry for what I'd done to the family. I give up. I love them all so much. I was turning 30 in March and all I've ever, ever achieved in my life is get fatter. And I remember I, I was so mad at her. But I think that was the moment when I took ownership because within an hour and 10 minutes, I was above at Dinny's in after signing up to the gym. And I remember ma'am said that she rang all the girls and said, did one of you say something to her? Because at this stage, they kind of didn't worry about the weight as much as they worried about my mind. Because yeah. they were like, say nothing at the moment now. Let's get her out of this black patch that she's in and we, we'll worry about the weight then. So they had moved on to another problem. So then I said, ma'am, but how did you know? Because all I did was I went down the hall and I said, ma'am, I'm going to cork a loads like I would do every morning. And she said, because you opened up the curtains and the windows on the way down, you hadn't done that in a long time. So that wow. broke my heart when I heard that because I was like, oh, ma'am. So then from there, that was it. I took it day by day, pound by pound. And I'm here chatting to you now. I've kept going, no matter how hard it got, no matter how how dramatic I felt it was going to be. And you know what? The more you think about it, the worse it actually is, to be honest. It actually isn't as hard as I thought it would, was going to be once I stopped thinking of the long game. I decided that day, day 10, I was like, right, I'm going to be happy now. I'm not going to wait until I'm 12 stone because I'll have a long time to go. So I'm going to keep going and be happy every single day and be proud of the person that I actually am. And that's, I, that's what I think is the recipe for success. Love yourself. <laughs> uh, oh, do you know, that is so true. And I read that uh, on, on your Instagram page as well. This is, I think that's maybe why I have kind of stumbled so much. And, you know, I've lost weight. I've gained it again. I'm back, you know, I'm back trying to kind of uh, lose it again. And like that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a size 12, Trisha. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I should definitely be loving myself. Uh, and I think what you're saying there is absolutely so, so important. But when did you, you know, when it kind of, when, when motivation is hard and particularly now in lockdown, there's no gyms open. We're all reaching for the biscuit tin. It is hard because we're trying to eat away our, our situation at the moment. How do you keep motivated then to keep going? By realising that motivation does not exist. It is fleeting and it's going to set you up for failure if you're going to wait for motivation to come in the door. Literally, you have to implement discipline. You have to implement routine. You have to implement consistency. And you have to kind of ask yourself questions. What do I want? How do I get it? Who is going to help me? And like, I think with the lockdown and stuff, I'm like, lockdown caught me in number one. Kind of the second one, I was like, nah, it's very close. Christmas, I can't really do much with this six weeks now, can I? I think it's time now to call it a day and say, right, lockdown is here. We can't use it as an excuse again. What, like, what I found in the first lockdown was I actually found out found through myself failing because we often give out ourselves saying, oh, I lost weight, I gained weight, or I lost three stone last year and I gained four. I went on a holiday and I could never get back. That isn't failure. That is just feedback to you that you didn't have the right systems in place. So if you find the lockdowns are hard, 
Maybe you need to look at maybe getting some extra help, maybe some online training. Maybe you need to set up a WhatsApp group with your friends and just get yourself accountability and get yourself motivated because you always have to remember if it is to be, it is up to me. So lockdown, vaccines, COVID, all those kind of stuff. None of those we can control at the moment, but you have to control the controllables. That is what goes into your shopping trolley, what goes into your mouth, how much your legs move, and how much Netflix you watch, and is it affecting your sleep? All of those things, like I think the 80-20 rule really freaks me out because I'm like, oh God, that's a, so what I do is I do the 25-25-25-25 rule. You have water, sleep, exercise, nutrition. Control and manage those four and the rest will fall into place. Oh, and you can't keep blaming lockdown. <laughs> no, we can't. Trisha, oh my God, I just wish I had you every day telling me that. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna replay this. I really am. Uh, but, yeah. you know, we, 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 I wanted to mention as well about your, your fantastic book because what I love about the book as well is not just, you know, the journey and everything else and the tips and the recipes. We can still indulge, Trisha. Trisha, we can beat yeah. the bulge and still indulge. So what is your most indulgent treat that you have in there in that book? Um, I love the chicken tikka. I love the... Like, I think my favourite, and I know you're probably like, oh, shut up, Trish. My favourite is the tender chip broccoli with garlic. <laughs> because I love, I just love good food done properly. Um, you know, I love, I love the full Irish, you know, the Trisha's full Irish, because I love that on a Sunday morning. Because you can still have all these foods, but you just have to make little cute swaps. Be cute about it, as cute as the fox, I would say. Because often we can say, oh, I can never have a twirl bar again. Yeah, you can. Like, we, we associate guilt with, with, inverted commas, bad food. There's no such thing as bad food. You can have anything you want, but just remember you can't have everything you want. Yeah. So you can have any any dish in that book and just enjoy it. Like, I just think that, you know, like I love the cauliflower risotto, but I'm terrible. I put some cake on top of prawns. I just think all food is wonderful. And you don't need to overcomplicate it. Like, the, that book was created when I did all those dishes. I went into Aldi, I filled up my shopping trolley, and I cooked the book from all of Aldi food. We don't need to be looking for unicorn dust to yeah. make nice food. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can make nice food. And if that's the way you have to look at it. Is it sustainable? Do I enjoy it? Like, if you don't like broccoli, please don't put it into your diet. Yeah. That's, you know, Andy. you're just, you're setting yourself up for fail. I like carrots. Get them in there. You know, like, always do stuff you enjoy. And I always ask for help. And every 21 days, reset, 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 reset. Okay, that's really interesting. I'm definitely going to take that on board as well. Yeah. Now, if you could go back in time to Trisha two years ago, who'd hit rock bottom and felt that there was no way out. Now, you can't change anything, but you can give her some words of advice or comfort. What would you like Trisha from two years ago to know about the life that she'll go on and lead? Oh, my God, where do you even start with this? Like, I would just like, listen, come here to me. Things are going to happen, right? <laughs> You're still single, okay, Trish? But, <laughs> no, I would just <laughs> I would just say to her that things are going to get better. The sun will rise. You're going to see things that you never thought you were going to see. You're going to have 174,000 people who follow you on Instagram. People are going to call you an influencer. It's a loaded gun, but you'll be fine. And the biggest thing that I'm going to tell her is you are happy. That's all you want at this moment in time. I can tell you, you got it. So keep going. Oh, Trisha, it has been an absolute joy having you on the show. I wish you all the happiness in the world. Keep going. Keep posting on Instagram because we need people like you who are positive and happy on social media. You're an absolute inspiration to me and so many others. So thank you so, so much for joining me. And just a quick note, if people have gained weight last year, I gained two stone and I spent the whole year 
getting cross at myself, saying, oh, for God's sake, how did you leave this happen, etc., lads. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Draw a line under it, move on, reset, and just love the journey you're on because the weight gain will make, is all part of it, and we have to remember that, that it's all a journey and there's ups and downs. It's not going to be linear, which doesn't give you the right to be mad at yourself. Just reset. Reset. Absolutely resetting. Thank you so, so much, Trisha, for joining me on the show today. Peace the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.